This program is brought to you by Manscaped. The Lawnmower 3, now available in Australia. And it's fantastic, Tony, that they've been on board in this lead up to winter for us here on Inside Supercars because we definitely once again saw with Scott McLaughlin racing at Indy, you need a lot of balls to race at any sort of motorsport and uh, they don't have to be shaggy, hairy ones. Indeed not. And by crikey, um, is the equipment that Manscaped provide some of the best you can imagine? I mean, it's a third-generation trimmer. It's uh, got ceramic blades and has a uh, rev limit of about 7,000 RPM, which is extraordinary, and yet it's so quiet. Quiet and safe to use in the shower because the waterproof technology allows you to groom your way to even a better feeling in life. So it's very cool. There's a LED light which will groom up what you're wanting to do and it all works beautifully well with then also the reviver and preserver to give you the treatment and feel you want after you've done the job. Craig, I couldn't be happy with the product they provide. Yes, I know, and uh, we've now had it for a month, and uh, the battery life is fantastic. It's cordless, so that's one of the reasons why you can use it in the shower. And so many people have been jumping on and looking and taking the opportunity here at Inside Supercars to be able to purchase their own Lawnmower 3.0, and that is great. Now, we still have this opportunity for people to jump online at manscaped.com and use the code INSIDESC, and you get 20% off plus free delivery of the Lawnmower 3.0. So it's 20% off free delivery if you use the code inside SC. So it's a great opportunity to get yourself one of the uh, precision products available for your manscaping. And it also allows you to have a bit of a discount going with it. This is our last week of this promotion here on Inside Supercars. So make sure you get in there with that code inside SC. It's time to act now. And of course, your ball will thank you. And just remember, as John Kennedy Sr. of Hawthorne Footy Club said all those years ago, don't think, do. For those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day, there's pickup. Or at Friday Work Drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub, there's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock, Craig Ravel, and we're joined by Matthew White, one of the uh, small number of uh, Supercar 2 owners who uh, you uh, had to suffer the uh, ignominy of packing up and heading home from Winton, a cancelled meeting or postponed meeting. Um, it must have been rather devastating to get that news on that Thursday morning, Matt. Yeah, absolutely, and all the travel for everyone involved to, to sort of get there and um, 
you know, drivers included because they've been, it's been so long for us. We've sort of had three months between rounds. So they're all itching to, to get there and have a run and we'd only just come off a good test day, uh, which was, you know, at least that was pleasing. They got to have a, a run then. Um, but yeah, to put all the effort in, all the setups and, and everything done and uh, turn up there and then uh, you turn around and head home again was pretty devastating. You've um, been very successful at building uh, a business. Um, first of all, you're a driver in supercars, but main game and then the development series before that. Um, but you've been very successful in, in building a business around Super 2. And uh, I mean, you were for a while in Super 3 as well. Um, and now your business involves um, lots of missions. Tell us about the, that process of building that up from uh, the base that you had. Look, it, it, um, I mean, I, I, I just uh, had, had a going at, at um, running my own team when I was driving for, for quite some time. I've got mechanical engineering background. Um, and I, I guess I soon figured out um, what you needed to to have some form of success. Um, obviously, budgets are an important part, but uh, money alone doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a fast car and give a good opportunity. So, you know, I, I use, I guess, my experience of um, some wrong wrong turns and uh, what I learned along the way and sort of put it all together to, to try and provide an opportunity for young drivers um, to, to get out there and show their talents and try and give them the gear that, if they're good enough, uh, they can win races and progress uh, further in their career to, to supercars or wherever they may choose. For the Witten round, you had six cars in, is that correct? No, no, four. We had four Nissans. So we used to run uh, right. three cars okay. in Super 2 and then three again in the Super 3. But um, during sort of last year and the whole COVID situation, the categories sort of merged together and, and that really dented our, our program we really found Super 3 to be a great um, platform for, for guys to come out of, you know, whether it be Formula Ford or straight from go-karts, um, XLs, like people were coming from everywhere, but just to give them a taste in a car that the competition level wasn't quite as high and all you had to focus on was driver tuition rather than developing the car. And so, yeah, we're a really big fan of the Super 3 program, but when they merged it, you know, we, we can't run six cars in one race. We just don't have the manpower and we just dilute our resources too thinly. So this year we uh, we stepped up to one extra Super 2 car, um, so we're, we're running four cars in the Super 2. Now, in the main game, it runs the supercar teams, run with what's called RECs, as we know, racing and target yep. contracts. In Super 2 and... Super 3, what, how does that system work for you? How do you get uh, the results uh, that you need for there? As far as the uh, rec requirement, you mean? or Well, in, in terms of the way in which it operates, I mean, you, you don't have to run up with uh, four entries. You don't have to run up with two entries. You can run what you want, but what are your requirements with supercars? What do they need you to do? Yeah, I, exactly. So we can choose how many cars you run. They have some incentives there if you complete a full season. Um, just some, some sort of tyre incentives and things like that, which help a little bit. But, yeah, we can run a maximum of four cars and uh, obviously the, the minimum of one. So we find, um, you know, three to four is a, a good business model. Uh, four, you've really got to be on your toes as far as managing things that little bit better. But just as far as 
amortising costs and making it so the program's a little bit more affordable. Um, that's the number that I've found worked well in the past. Is there prize money involved for you? Uh, sorry, is there peanuts involved? Is there prize money? Prize money. <laughs> you know, that being the stuff that your business runs on. Um, nah, look, it's a, there, there it is, but it's a, it's a very, very small part of the, the operation. Given the problems of, uh, you know, the uh, on the Wednesday, it was looking unlikely that the Winton round was going to go ahead, and then Thursday morning, you're there. How many people did you have on the ground there to run the four cars? Uh, we had about uh, 12 turn up at the time with another busload coming up that we sort of turned around midway. Um, so we end up with about 20 of us on, on race weekend. Cancel accommodation. Did that end up costing you? Did you Were you able to get out because it's a force majeure, so to speak? Exactly. Look, we're, we're really thankful. And you do feel for, you know, the accommodation providers, you know, all the... Um, suppliers to the event so everyone no one's a winner from it um so unfortunately this situation we all just have to sort of suck up a bit of pain um cross our fingers and and hope that we can get going again shortly as it is that you've got townsville for winton it obviously is going to get uh, difficult because you have to you know get back in a hurry from townsville to get to the uh, end of the month at winton end of july the number of people you have on staff you've got three full-times yeah, so we'll have to have to look at, um, I mean, we've got a bunch of contractors that come in and help when we need it, and we're really going to have to rely on that for the latter part of the year because, you know, we're, it's nearly main game scheduled turnaround and we've got four cars to spin around. So um, it's definitely going to present its challenges, but we have used the, the last few months as an opportunity to stock up on spares and inventory to try and help us um, turn things around in the tight um, in the time frame that we have. You've got um, Townsville, Bathurst, Sydney Motorsport Park. That's a night meeting, is it, Sydney Motorsport Park? Yes. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Bathurst, Gold Coast, um, which uh, is, is going to finish us off. So that'll be an interesting one for the final. You, of course, have been at both Sydney, uh, uh, Townsville and Bathurst. Um, have you been with the Super 2 Surfers before? No, we ran a, uh, a Super 3 um, back a few years ago for Tyler Everingham. Um, so we have had a, a bit of initiation there and it's a, a certainly a very tough track on cars. Yeah, <laughs> we'll hope for the best because um, uh, the curves there are the nastiest curves in the country. Um, you, your team has been particularly successful with the Nissans. Uh, far more than the uh, Kellys had success. It's obviously you, you have to, while well, not developing the cars, you have to keep on top of the way in which the cars perform against your competition. So as such, you know, do you have a development program running with the Nissan? We've been developing, sorry, developing them since um, since we got them. Uh, we do our own shock program and that, that we did with our Falcons as well and we've just sort of carried that through. Um, because nothing, there's nothing revolutionary in the cars. Is the rule doesn't allow it. Um, we we would would certainly be the most scrutinised Super Two team um, by a factor of three, I would say, um, over the years due due to the success. But um, I think that like our cars are, you know, they're not unbeatable, uh, which some some people actually stated at the start of the year. And uh, what we we pride them at being. A fast car, um, but 
we put a lot of focus on making them as drivable as possible and, you know, easy to get consistent pace out of. And, um, you know, that's shown sort of year in, year out that, you know, the drivers generally aren't making the mistakes and, and with that comes a, the consistency in the championship and the race results. But we have been very fortunate, you know, to have the likes of um, Bryce Ford and, and Thomas Randall drive for us over the last two years. It's certainly made our job a lot easier. Is uh, Super 2 and Super 3 you know, still an entry point for data guys, race engineers and mechanics? So are they looking to come to you because they don't want to go uh, full-time uh, in a supercar team? Yeah, look, you definitely do see that because um, the, the main series is a, is a lifestyle sort of commitment and choice because it does consume you, um, whereas a Super 2 can be done as a bit more of a hobby. Um, and, and so guys with, with good experience and good skills can still, still get their taste of motorsport but still have, you know, that nine-to-five job. So it, it does um, certainly provide that opportunity where they can get the best of both worlds. And do you find that supercars are looking after the, the series as such? I mean, obviously, uh, there was not much that could be done other than maybe a, a bit more notice on the uh, postponement at Winton. Uh, in the majority of times, do you find that you, you've got a voice with the board of uh, supercars? <laughs> That's a bit of a loaded question, isn't it? Um, look, uh, I talk to them, and when, when I see sort of issues uh, with things, I certainly let them know. Um, at the end of the day, though, we don't have an ownership position in the sport, so it's entirely up to supercars what, what direction they might choose. Um so, look, we, we don't have a lot of say, um, but I, I guess we do represent a, a fair percentage of the field. Um, so, you know, hope, hopefully they do consider um, the suggestions we have. Um, but most of mine are, you know, fairly common sense and just trying to keep the category so that it's financially viable and, and a, a good um, stepping stone for up-and-coming drivers. And you know, they're the two things that I look out for, and um, if we're ticking those boxes, everyone's a winner. Gen 3, obviously, is going to have an impact. I mean, we still don't know, you know, what is the, the deadline going to be. Is it going to be uh, uh, opening round in 2022 or the year later? Do you have a better fix on what do you think is going to happen next year? Look, you know, my personal opinion is that Super 2 should probably run status quo just for um, its own stability and and to be able to put something out that you know is 100% concrete so so that we can all plan. Because um, every time you change, it's going to cost money. Um, and uh, with the pain that um, Super 2's gone through and, and sort of most sports in general due to COVID, so outside of supercars control, um, anything that creates some stability and, and keep costs in check, I think would be very sensible. The way in which it's going to be, it's likely to be that it could be, you know, early next year or mid next year that Gen 3 arrives, um, that you're going to be in a position to continue on with, you know, up to four cars? Look, I don't know. There's a fair bit of water to, to, to go under the bridge for that. Um, and supercars have got to put 100% of their efforts into the Gen 3 program. Um, so, you know, I, I think that even more necessitates a, a wait-and-see approach for, for Super 2 because the last thing they need to do is dump a heap of costs on Super 2 and, and hurt it when it's just sort of starting to get some traction again. 
will it be viable for you to stay with Nissan when you have to upgrade? Can you upgrade these cars to uh, the next spec or do you have to move to uh, either a Commodore or a Falcon? Oh, sorry, a Commodore or a Mustang. Yeah, look, the, the Nissan was actually homologated in 2019 to compete against the Mustang and, and the ZB. So the Nissan uh, can be upgraded. Um, supercars probably will have a little bit of a job to do there because the upgrades will make our cars up. Um, because most of them were, took a little bit of weight out of the, the top of the car and, and gave it a little bit more or a slightly better aero balance. So um, I'm not sure what direction supercars are going to take there, but uh, they probably don't want Super 2 cars going faster than what they are already. Um, so, yeah, as I said, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge with their planning, but the Nissans can be up, updated to compete against a Mustang and a ZB if need be. And that would be your preference for moving forward to stay with the Nissan because you obviously have so much kit, the changeover cost would be uh, a very expensive one. Exactly. Look, from my point of view, um, you know, I probably wouldn't change to anything um, till the Gen 3 came out because I just don't see it. As a business, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um so, as I said, that's not my call. It's, it's up to supercars entirely. But, um, as I said, we're um, all, all about trying to keep the sport financially viable and create the opportunity for young kids to come through. And, and you know, there's no point pricing everyone out of the market um, for a very short term. Um, so, that's that's my two cents. I'd like to see you know Gen Three run for a year and then you know potentially come to a Super Two because you know if the Mustangs and the ZBs are too expensive for supercar teams, um, why why should Super Two be running them? You know. And I guess have you been able to quantify the cost of 2020 and now lockdowns in 2021, or have you just not wanted to think about? What that has cost the uh, the profitability of your business? Oh, look, it, it, it halved it. You know, like twenty twenty halved our revenue, um, and then you know, for us to run at Bathurst, we we took uh, ten guys up to uh, Howard Springs and quarantined them there because um, that, that was my choice. I wouldn't have asked them to go to a little hotel room, and Howard Springs worked worked you know really well. Um, very hot, but um, at least you kept your sanity there. You could exercise and, um, you know, a huge cost to that, not only paying the quarantine bill, but, you know, on, on the guys' time. And, um, you know, we had some guys that were really good and how they look, looked after our team for that, uh, which, you know, we're eternally thankful and, and grateful. Um, yeah, so it's, it's knocked us for a six, to be honest, Um and, you know, that's why we all want to sort of get out there and, and get racing and, um, you know, try and get back to normality. Um, and you're continuing on where Kelly's are doing the engine rebuild for your uh, four entries? Yeah, so Kelly's have just refreshed uh, two of our engines and, you know, they've, they've done a, a great job with the, the Nissan engine because it certainly was a massive challenge to get something from scratch, um, you know, to turn a what was a Nissan patrol block into, 
you know, a, a competitive supercar engine is, is no mean feat. And, um, you know, our, our motors are, are right up there um, on the power figures um, and, and reliability has been, been very good. How many engines do you have over your four cars? Uh, two spares as well. We take to the race meetings. So we have the, right. we're in the four in the car and then we take two spares. And and you've had, you know, a terrific reliability out of that program? Yeah, look, we have, yeah. Look, there's a time there that we probably pushed the friendship a little bit with mileage, um, but we're, we're starting to come back on that a little bit. We, we have had a, we had a piston failure in a motor um, at, at Bathurst just gone. Um, but, you know, Kelly's probably had the highest mileage out of any, or they did have the highest mileage out of any team. Um just trying to trim that back a little bit now because we've seen one failure, but we've done a uh, a lot of racing and and to only have uh, I think two in total over all that time running sort of three cars for what, four odd years now um, at every single race. So certainly reliability has been very good. And of course, with uh, some very close racing coming up in the back half of the year, you're going to be needing that reliability, aren't you? Because you're not going to get a chance to refresh all four of the engines if you have that? Well, well, that's exactly right, and that's what we've, we've spent a lot of uh, time and Kelly's and um, Sean down their engine programs put a lot of effort into, uh, and, and Todd for that matter, um, to uh, freshen our fleet of engines because, um, as you said, there's just not time to turn it around uh, in between now and then. Well, Matt, um, I'm pleased that uh, you'll be getting a chance to uh, continue on. I mean, with the series uh, with uh, four or five more meetings to go this year. Is it four or five you've got in total? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 five, and I know that I'll be uh, there for a few of them, so I look forward to catching up with you and your guys there. Um, your young drivers, are, are they mostly Queensland based or are they all over the place? Uh, they're all over the all over the place. So we've got um, Queensland, we've got um, we've got Dubbo, um, we've got Sydney, and then we've got Canberra. So <laughs> um, there's a fleet of none of us. None, none of them are from Victoria, so which is probably you know one less variable we need to deal with. Um, yeah. So everyone's just sort of fingers crossed that Victoria sort of gets on top of it um, for the main series teams and crews uh, for us. I've just come myself from a um, getting that the Pfizer jab. Thought we'd better get in there and do our bit. Um, you know, there's uh, yeah, the whole tourism and, and sport industry really needs Australia to get behind getting vaccinated so that uh, things can get back to some form of normal. Well, Matthew, thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars. Terrific to hear from you. Have a great time up in Townsville. I'm sure you'll enjoy the heat up there. And I look forward to catching up with you maybe at Winton or maybe Bathurst. But uh, certainly look forward to that, Matthew. Matthew White, uh, Matthew White Motorsport. It's wonderful to talk to you and good luck at Townsville. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.